Thank you again for being here tonight. Uh, the crowd is down, but we are still grateful to God Amen. that we're able to assemble here tonight for another uh, study and investigation of God's Word. In the United States of America, and also in Great Britain, uh, the European countries, there was a doctrine going around and many individuals, uh, even today, say that you don't have to be baptized to be saved. Mm. Well, and many times members of the churches of Christ will say, you got to be baptized to be saved. And that is false doctrine by itself. Uh, denominational people say that faith alone saves apart from baptism. Many times they'll go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 5 and verse number 8 and said, For by grace are you saved through faith that's not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man <coughs> boast. And many of them will tell you who don't really know that, well, that passage doesn't say anything about baptism. It says you're saved by grace through faith. Well, they never went to Acts chapter 19, 1 to 6 where these folks had received John's baptism, right. which was out of right. date, and then Paul taught them, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Right. Now, I've heard this, and many of you have heard this. Listen to this. The most talked about thief in God's word Mark 15, 27. Let's look at that quickly. In Matthew chapter 27, 38. Okay. All right. What did it say, Wesley? And with, and him, with him they crucified two thieves. Two, two thieves. Look at this now. Let's get to say. Mm -hmm. With him, that's Christ, they, that is the Roman soldiers, uh, the Jews, Jews who had him killed, crucified two thieves. The one on the right the one hand. On the right, on his right hand, and the other on his left. All right, Matthew 27, 38. Read it. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. Now, we got it, right? And then we see Luke's record that we're going to be dealing with tonight, Okay. Now, a statement is made that the thief on the cross was not baptized for the remission of sin. From my study and my judgment, these two thieves here primarily may have been Jews. And John came in Luke chapter 1. He came to prepare a people for the Lord, and that was the Jewish people. When you read John chapter 2, well, John chapter 3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he can't enter the kingdom. Uh, Luke chapter, well, John chapter 3 and verse 20, 
32, it says, 23, it says, and John was baptizing near Enoch because there was much water there. Now, to make the argument that the thief on the cross was not baptized, I got more proof that he was baptized than, than he was. Well, sometimes people say, I want to be saved like a thief. Well, I don't want to do nothing like a thief. No, sir. No, you mean all these good examples in the Bible and you want to be saved like a thief? Well, the thief wasn't baptized. Well, how do you know he wasn't baptized? John was baptizing for the remission of sins with his baptism, John's baptism. Now, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, there are seven baptisms in the New Testament. Seven. Brother Shannon never heard that. Well, what you haven't heard will make another world. <laughs> Look what we have here. We have John's baptism. Acts uh, John chapter Mark 1, 7, Mark 1, 5, that's it. We have Holy Spirit baptism. We got fire baptism. We got the baptism of the dead. We got Moses' baptism. We got John's baptism. Are you still with me? And we have uh, the Great Commission baptism and the Holy Spirit baptism and the baptism of suffering. Did I miss any? What is seven of them? Now, <clears throat> which one are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about the Great Commission baptism, but we're, gonna, we're trying to show you that the thief on the cross, both of them could have been baptized. Why do you say that? I know a lot of thieves that's been baptized. There's some, there's some that James wrote here. Yeah, they, they, they rob God every They've been baptized and they rob God every, every, every Lord's day. All right. <laughs> now, therefore, I want to be saved like the thief. Now, you got to remember this. The two thieves and Jesus Christ both lived and died under the law of Moses. Amen. Listen to me. The thieves on the cross never heard these words. Repent and be baptized, every one of your name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sin. They never heard that. The thief on the cross never heard anything about going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes in this baptized shall be saved. The thief on the cross never knew anything about the Great Commission baptism. Amen. That's the one I missed. Go teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He never heard that. Now, when did the Great Commission baptism come into effect? Was it before the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ or after? Yeah. It was after. Now, this is just general knowledge that we all ought to know, but just to remind us. Are you listening to me? We're going to deal with the text here, but I'm trying to show you something about this here. We have the cross of redemption, that's Christ. We have the cross of repentance, and we have the cross of rejection. Now, Pentecost, listen to me now. Pentecost was the beginning of the New Testament age. 
Listen to me. The first Pentecost after the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ from the dead and his ascension to heaven, that was the beginning of the New Testament age of the last dispensation. The baptism of the Great Commission did not come into effect until the first Pentecost after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ from the dead. You got it? Now, when Pentecost took place, where were the two thieves? They were dead. So it was impossible for them to be baptized under the Great Commission. Now, stay with me. There is a thing that's called the regeneration. Turn, if you would, to Titus chapter 2 and verse number Titus, Titus 3, 5. Titus, Titus 3, 5. Titus 3, 5. Let's do it quickly. All right, Titus 3, 5. I want you to get this now. Now, brethren, you, you young preachers and uh, elders and deacons, whoever you are, Bible school teaching, you need to know the doctrine, the basic carnal doctrines of the faith. Are you listening to me? There's a regeneration. The Bible tells us in Titus chapter 3 and verse number 5, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, mercy he, saved. he saved us by the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. What in the world is the washing of regeneration? Every commentator says it's baptism. Well, what do you mean baptism or regeneration? You know, Jesus said that uh, in the regeneration, you who would follow me, you know that passage? I can't call it up right now, but it's in Luke, it's in Matthew. In the regeneration, in the regeneration. What do you mean? The regeneration started on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And the... Baptism here is the baptism that belongs to the period of regeneration. Yes, sir. Please listen. Now, got that out the way. Got it? Okay, all right. Here's some facts. Got to do this. Some facts you need to know. We're going to get to our text here in a second. I need to get these facts out of the way. Here's some facts. Hebrews chapter 9, 11 through 17. Now, I want you to really look at this carefully. All right, the Bible says, but Christ being, Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, uh, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of Bulls, of, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. That's when Christ ascended back to heaven. He entered into the holy place once for us. He's our high priest. You got it? And it's his blood. He didn't have any sin, his blood. All right? Then it says, for, it, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes and of an heifer 
sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. All that stuff that they done back then was the purifying of the flesh. None of that, watch it, could do what the blood of Christ did. It was the purifying of the conscience, took our sins away. All right, then it says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit uh, offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience? Blood of booze and gold couldn't do that. The ashes and, and blood of booze and gold could not purge your conscience from that. But the blood of Christ did. Conscience from dead works to serving the living God. Then it says, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. That's Christ talking about the New Testament. Watch it. That by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant. Stop a moment. Let's stay there. When Christ died on the cross and shed his blood, his blood went all the way back to the first scene. It went all the way back. And when he died on the cross, his blood goes on until the end of time. Man. Talk to me, somebody. Yes, That's the blood of Christ. Yes, Got it? Now, then it says, that which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. That's what the people on the Old Testament who were living according to the law, the blood of bulls and goats couldn't take away sin, but the blood of Christ took care of all of that. Yes, sir. Man. All right, now, that's good. For where a testament is, listen to this, a testament, you know what a testament is? A covenant, agreement. Listen to me, Michael, you know that life insurance ain't no good to you. When you die, it come into effect, you don't get no part of it. Mm -hmm. Somebody else get the money. Amen. Do y'all understand that? Yes, sir. Okay, for where a testament is, there must also be the necessity of necessity to be the death of the testator. Who was the testator? Christ. Now he made a covenant, but it did not come into force while he was living. It didn't come into force until after he was dead. Then it says, for a testament is of Force after men are dead, otherwise it is no it is of no strength at all while the test they deliver. Now when Christ came, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was uh, what you call preparatory. He's making rules and regulations for his new kingdom. You understand that? But none of that stuff came into force until right here. Amen. That didn't come in. Now I got to explain this. Because if you don't know the thing, you're not going to understand what to think. Now, then it says, watch this here. Uh, Wherefore, neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. The first, the law of Moses was dedicated with blood. And also, the, the, uh, the law of Christ was dedicated with blood. Now, that's enough right here. Got it? The Bible says in Mark, 2 and verse 10, that you may know that the Son of Man have power on earth to forgive sin. Yes, but I don't necessarily, uh, I, I got to do some more study on that. But uh, the period of Judaism, the law of Moses still in effect while this is going on. Listen, right. while the thieves 
on the cross and Christ is on the cross, the law of Moses was still in effect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right? Two thieves lived and died under the law of Moses. Purpose of John's baptism. Preached to Jews, Mark 1 and verse 1 through 15. Prepared to Jews for Christ, John 1, 6 through 36, Luke 1, 17, and Luke chapter 7, 30, 28 through 20. 28 through 30. Let's turn there. I want to do that right quick if you can. Are you still with me? Please stay with me now. What did it say, uh, for, Wesley? For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. Read it. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. John the Baptist was never in the kingdom. The right. least person in the kingdom was greater than John the Baptist. Because right. John was not in the kingdom. Why? John was dead when the kingdom got started. Yes, sir. Amen. Yep. So were the two thieves. Jesus Christ never lived on earth doing, watch it, this regeneration period of the day of Pentecost. He wasn't here. When the New Testament came into effect, Christ was in heaven. Yes, sir. Yep. Good. What else did it say? And all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. Keep reading. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, <laughs> being not baptized of him. They rejected, the Pharisees rejected, uh, the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. Now, wait a minute. Anytime people, even during the time of John the Baptist, they were rejected of God because they didn't receive the baptism of John. Now, what about today? When people reject the counsel of baptism that comes from God, you're rejecting God, and you're hurting yourself. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, John's baptism was for the remission of sin. Listen, it was for the Jewish people. It was for the remission of sin, looking for the coming of Christ and what the blood was going to do. That's what they were looking for. <clears throat> now, that's good. Now, John's baptism. John baptized Jesus. Somebody said, well, I, I want if Jesus was baptized. He wasn't baptized for the midst of sin, but Jesus was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. <clears throat> well, purpose of Jesus' baptism, to prove his Messiahship by the miracles and the mission. For from the banks of the Jordan River, where he was baptized, to the hill of Calvary, where he was crucified, his purpose was to build his church. <clears throat> Let's look at some things here. Let's look at verse 32 of Luke chapter 23. We're going to run through that text right quick. We've got a few minutes. All right. The Bible says, what? And there uh, were also two other male factors led with him to be put to death. Wait a minute. <clears throat> what is that? Convicts. Convicts. First, we're going to look at the convicts. There were two male factors, mm -hmm. right? And two, there were also two other male factors. What do you mean male factors? They were both mean. Then we have Christ led with him to be, to be put to death. Then we have Calvary. Mm -hmm. Brother, listen to this. 
our salvation is centered in the cross of Christ on Calvary. And one place is called Golgotha. It's the place of the skull. Listen to me. Christ Jesus died on Calvary, place of the skulls, Golgotha. Are you listening to me? He took our place. What do you mean he took out? He took our place. He died. I can see a spiritual death. He died a physical death, but he died a spiritual death always, also because he was separated from his father. Now, if he didn't die a spiritual death, he died a spiritual death, so we wouldn't have to die a spiritual death. But we die physically, but we don't have to die spiritually. Why? Because of what Jesus did. He took our place. Amen. All right? Now, that's in Isaiah 53. Now, then we see Calvary, and when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, the crucifixion, there they crucified him and the male factors, one on the right and one on the left, and the other on the left. We have the check. Read verse 34, Carnell. The chat, what does it say? Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Read it. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. All right, now let's look at the critics. That's Jesus chatting, talking to his father. Let's look at the critics. What did it say? And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, he saved others, let him save himself. Wait a minute. Then it says, what else? If he be the If son, he be the Christ. The chosen of God. Listen to this. The Christ is the chosen of God. Amen. If he's the Christ, the chosen of God, what? And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. And what? And saying, if thou be in the king of the Jews, save thyself. Wait a minute. Can't come down. Don't let Jesus down. Amen. If we take Jesus off of that cross before he oh. died and shed his blood, oh. there's no hope for mankind. Amen. Amen. Do you hear that? That's our salvation. That's why we're here tonight. That's why we can worship and praise God because of what Jesus Christ did. Are you listening to me? Please listen. You know, they didn't know when they were crucifying Christ and putting the nails in his hand. You know what a carbony is? Anybody know what a carbony is? See, they don't know. You know, when you get ready to, to build something, you need a carbony, right? Yeah. Well, they don't know they was helping the carpenter out when they nailed him yes, to the sir. cross. Amen. When they put them nails in his hand, they was helping oh, building his church, and they didn't even know it. Yep. <laughs> that, that's going to soak in a little while. Yeah. Do, do you get me? You got it? They didn't know what they're doing. Because right. the text said, had they known he was the son of God, they would not have killed the Lord of glory, but they were helping him out, Amen. helping him build his church. Yes, sir. And they didn't even know it. Then we have the, the carving. Look at this. And read, Brother Carnell. And the superscription. And the superscription, that word superscription had to do with writing, also was written over his hymn in. Letters of Greek and Latin. Wait, wait a minute. Greek. 
What is Greek? Greek is a language of philosophy. It was written over his head over here in Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. He wanted to know, he wanted all the Greeks, all the folks like Aristotle and Plato to know that the central theme on the cross there was the greatest philosopher that the world would ever know as Jesus Christ. What else does it say? This is the king of no, the no, Jews. No, no, well, written in Greek and Latin. Latin. Latin is the language of government. They needed to know that the central theme on the cross would establish a government called the kingdom of God, this son, Amen. greater than any government in the world. And the church of Christ, or the kingdom of God, this son, is greater than any country in the world. Amen. And brethren, we ought to be proud of it. Yes, then it was written in Hebrew. Hebrew. What is it, Hebrew? Hebrew is the language of revelation, and Hebrew was given to the Hebrew people. Revelation came through there, and they need to know that the central theme on the cross was the one that the Hebrew prophets prophesied it would come. Amen. And he was the Messiah. Talk to me, somebody. Yes, then it says, this is what? The king of the Jews. And you know what they said to, to, to the king? Uh, you don't need to say that king of the Jews. And he, you know what he said? He said, what I have written, I have written. I'm not changing it. All right, let's go a little further here. The, the criminal, what did it say? And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, Save thyself and us. Read it. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Hold it right there. Hold it verse 41. Here you got one here and one here. These things. Mm -hmm. You know, he's trying to make Christ feel bad. And he said to him, Listen. We both deserve what we get. You got it? Okay. Then we go a little further. Oh, boy. Verse 41 says what? And we, we indeed, indeed justly, justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. Wait a minute. Then it says what else? But this man have done nothing amiss. Done nothing amiss. The word amiss means this man on the cross ain't done nothing wrong. Right. Let's see the what? Craven. What did it say? And he said unto him, unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Comfort. Verse 43 says what? And Jesus said unto him, Jesus said unto this man, mm -hmm. what? Verily I say unto thee, today shall Wait a minute. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. In paradise. Wait a minute. When Jesus died, where did he go? Paradise. paradise. Where did the thief go? Paradise. Somebody said, well, I thought the thief went to heaven. No. If he go to heaven, he go when everybody else go. Now, in Hadean world, you got paradise and you got torment or Tartarus. 
right? Got a great guff there, fish. When the thief on the cross died, the thief on the cross died, he didn't ask to be saved. He asked the Lord to remember me. And Jesus said, today, somebody already got the thief in heaven. He ain't in heaven. Because Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Well, when Jesus died and the thief died, both of them went right here. Paradise. All right. Three days later, listen, three days later, uh, Jesus Christ was resurrected from the grave, yes, right? right? Forty days later, he was on earth. Ten days later, he's in heaven. Watch it. Where's the thief? Still in paradise. He in heaven. Where's your loved one when they die? They didn't went to heaven. Oh, really? If he's going to heaven, he'll be in paradise. If he's not going to heaven, he's in Tartaru or Tart Tommy. And when you die, which is one of these places you gonna go? See, I'm gonna tell you something about, about your human spirit. You know, when you're grown, when you're in your human being, in your, when you're in your human body, Peter talked about, uh, Paul talked about uh, uh, this tabernacle is dissolved. We have a building making, not of hand. Let me tell you something, as long as you're in your body, you can take your body where you wanna take it. That's your human spirit. Yeah, I'm going to go down the casino. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to work. But well, once your body and your spirit are separated, God takes over your human spirit. And you, and you say, well, I'm going to go where I want. No, you're not. See, when you die, you say, I'm going to go where I want. Oh, no, no, no. You had that chance when you were living. But once you're dead, your human spirit is out of your human body. And God takes care of the human body. The Bible tells us in... in uh, and uh, Ecclesiastes uh, uh, 12, 7, uh, the, uh, the spirit goes back to God that gave it. What do you mean? God is in charge of the human spirit. Now, he knows where you're going. You may think you're going to heaven, but if you're not, God said, no, you ain't going there, son. You're going to be down here. You're going to heaven be over here. Got it? Well, y'all like this, don't you? Amen. See that right there? So you need to think about this I make some application. You think about why you're in your body, how you conducting yourself. Because let, let me say, oh, let me do this. Sometimes we say, you know, as bad as they are, I know when they die, they'll change. No, they're not. If you're low down and dirty while you're in your body, when you die, you don't change. No, if you're evil and low down in your human body, yes, when you die, you think you're going to change. Oh, no, you're not going to get no better. No, sir. Oh, no. Man. And you ain't going to heaven either. Amen. Nope. Well, I repent not. God's in charge. Pretty good. Well, Brother Sam, I'm trying to say, now, I hope you're getting this lesson. Yes, it's a little confusing, but I don't want to make it confusing. I'm just trying to show you the thief could have been baptized, but he didn't have to be baptized on the Great Commission baptism because that was folks, that was for folks after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and the day of Pentecost came. Now, wait a minute. Do you know how you come up with Pentecost, the day of Pentecost? I'm doing some little teaching here because I've been taking for granted that, you know, we got the Passover. 
Passover. After the Passover, you count seven Sabbath days. Seven times seven is 49. Got it? Pentecost always came the next day, which is the first day of the week. Why do they call it Pentecost? Pentecost means 50. 49 plus 1 is what? 50. You count seven Sabbaths from the Passover. Seven times seven is 49. Pentecost always came on the first day of the week. Got it? You got that? Now, when the thief on the cross died, and listen to me, when they died on the cross, listen, they died before this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believed he had baptized. That was done and said after this. Yes, sir. It was on the Pentecost. Right here. Got that? So you're talking about being saved like a thief. You won't ever be saved like a thief. You won't be saved like a thief. Well, okay, if you want to be saved like a thief, and you say that this thief was saved, I believe he was saved. Well, Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He didn't go to hell. He, he was saved. But if you want to be saved like this thief, what we're going to have to do then, we're going to have to bring Jesus back down right, on the cross right. <laughs> and take you and put you on the cross and let you die on the cross just like a thief and then you'll be saved just like the thief. Right. Is that what you want? That, that's a matter. <laughs> Jesus, the central theme here, he died. He was buried he was resurrected and he ascended back to heaven. That's the gospel. Good news. Amen. Good news. What do you mean? You don't have to die in your sin. You hear that? And believe it. Willing to repent of your sin? Now this man right here, oh, the cross of repentance. He said, I deserve to die. Then he said, Lord, remember me. He didn't say, save me. He said, remember me. But Jesus knew his heart. Amen. And Jesus knew our heart. Amen. It don't make no difference whether he was baptized or not, but he went under the great, great commission of baptism. But Jesus said, this today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So you hear the gospel, leave it, repent of your sins, confess Christ, and you're baptized in Christ for the remission of sin in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And the Lord would add you to the church and when he adds you to the church, you're saved. Amen. Saved from what? Your past sins. Yes, Listen to this. Listen, when you're baptized into Christ as an alien sinner, you're saved from your past sins. Listen, listen. Sins over here. Mm -hmm. All the sin that you did before you obeyed the gospel, that's your past sin going. What about after you are in the church? And sin. What is an what is a saint got to do to be saved from the present sin? Sometimes, brother, we miss that. You need to understand that that baptism does not take away all the sins all your life. It's just for your past sins. Mm -hmm. But what about the sins after you obey the gospel and get in Christ? How you get rid of your sins then? Somebody's got to be baptized again. That's what the Baptists say. Oh no. That's when it comes, God's second pardon of law is repentance and prayer. 
Now, wait a minute. So what, listen to me. What does a Christian or saint who sin after he obeys the gospel, what does he do to be saved? Repentance and prayer. Amen. Now, this is basic teaching. Well, we need to know this. Yes, sir. What do you have to do? Repent. What in the world does a man have to do that's a member of the church of Christ? He's in his sins. What does he got to do to get rid of sin? Repent of his sins and pray God. But the outsider don't have that privilege. Faith, repentance, confession, baptism into Christ for the mission of sin. I hope that was pretty good. If you're here tonight and hadn't obeyed the gospel, why don't you come as together we stand and sing.